Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, where performance is driven by original fundamental research on a global scale. This is Putnam Today. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. The difference between good inflation and bad inflation on the broadcast today. What happens when an online store tries to go back to brick and mortar? And a special report, Lot 354, a tale of America's housing meltdown. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Yellow Book 360, offering a spectrum of marketing tools for small businesses designed to go beyond yellow. More at yellowbook360.com. Sustainability coverage is supported in part by the Comer Science and Education Foundation, dedicated to supporting innovative programs making a positive impact on the lives of individuals and communities. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is Thursday, the 13th of January. Today, good as always to have you with us. The U.S. Department of Agriculture came out with a report on crop yields this week, how much corn and soybeans American farmers grew last year. Not, apparently, as much as everybody had thought. That sent prices for those two mostly food commodities up to two-and-a-half-year highs today. The United Nations says the average overall cost of food around the world is at or near its 2008 peak, when those soaring prices, you might remember, caused riots in some places. From the Marketplace Sustainability Desk, Adrian Hill takes a look at why prices are spiking now. The story of food prices is a story of supply and demand, mostly. On the supply side, the weather has been bad. There was the terrible drought in Russia last summer, flooding in Australia now. And when grains get hit, other foods do too. Christian Mayer is an analyst with North Star Commodities. A lot of them are are tied together. And for instance, corn and wheat, They, they both can be food but they can also be feed as well. That's feed for cows and pigs and chickens. They've all got to eat. And if it costs more to keep them fat, it'll cost more to cook up a chuck roast or pork loin. Demand is up too. There are a billion more people in the world than there were in the 90s. And as the world moves out of the global downturn, more people have more money to spend. Dan Bossie is an analyst with Ag Resource. We find as more people reach middle class, they include more meat protein within their diet. That meat protein, of course, requires greater grain units. And so increasingly, as the, uh, the, the world trade expands, the price of meats and grains both rise. We're also using grains for more than food and feed, fuel, for example. The analysts I talked to don't think it's time to freak out. But, says Bossy. If we have a weather problem anywhere in the world, uh, this market will just explode and we will see new all-time highs in grains and livestock. Now remember about a minute ago when I said this was a story of supply and demand mostly? There's another factor at work in grain prices unrelated to the weather and to farmers and to hungry people, and that's the traders betting on which way the market will go. So far, Bossy thinks speculation isn't really driving the price spikes, but it's a worry some government leaders are paying close attention to. I'm Adrian Hill for Marketplace. As long as we're on food costs, I refer you to the producer price index that came out today. More expensive food and energy-lifted wholesale prices last month way more than expected. But hang on just a second, though, because when you strip out food and energy, what's called the core PPI, that is the cost of everything else from cars to dish soap, rose hardly at all. And that tells us inflation isn't really kicking in yet. Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke predicts inflation isn't going to be a problem this year. But when you look at all the factors that help cause it, which ones can you really control and which ones can you not? Marketplace.